Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories. Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. Hey, great thinking. I am very curious. Well, uh, let's uh, invite the fellas of uh, Black Men uh, Talk. And uh, you might, you know, hear some Dutch here and there, you know, if they feel comfortable, obviously, uh, them being based in the Netherlands. Uh, so I said, you know what, feel free to chime in in, uh, in Dutch. And first, uh, who we're going to invite is uh, Stefan Rich. Let me get him on. Hey, how are you? It's Mike. I'm, fi- I'm fine. And uh, are you too? We're, we're also doing fine. Good to have nice you Nice to hear. Yes. I'm looking to get uh, Quentin on. Let's see if there's something on his screen, I think. Here, here's his own screensaver. We see a cat. Yeah. You know, <laughs> wow. So, so we, we'll just wait until that turns into into Quentin. Quentin, yes. where are you at? Right <laughs> there. <laughs> Let me see if he or uh, if he will show up uh, in a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Welcome. Uh, uh, do I see the right Steve Lind? Uh, Steph Lind. Uh, Steve Lind is on. Yeah, Steph Lind. Yes. Um, I was named after uh, Stevie Wonder. Oh, really? His, oh. Yes. He, he is, his real name is Steve Lind. Oh, That's why. Okay. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. <laughs> no, I already learned. Yeah, I, I'm actually learning something. So, do you do anything with music? Is it like, hey, you know, Stevie Wonder? Mm. He plays. I play. How do you do anything with music? Or? Yes, uh, the harmonica. I'm learning the harmonica. The harmonica. Yes, yes. That is the yes. Stevie Wonder's instrument. Yeah. Yes. That is such an interesting. <laughs> wow! How did you get the harmonica? Uh, Stevie Wonder. Uh, he's my <laughs> role model. That's why. <laughs> all wow. all of the of all of their his songs are with the harmonica. That's why. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I, and, it's, mm-hmm. and it's funny because uh, I think most people would think about the keyboard or piano when they think of uh, Stevie Wonder, but it's really yeah. the harmonica that yes. that makes mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder Stevie Wonder. Yes, yeah. indeed. I love that. It's the inspiration, man. Quentin, how are you doing? Welcome. Yes, sir. Let's see if the yeah. sound is working. I think there is no reception here that we can hear your sound. We'll probably work on that. But do you hear us? Okay, okay, that is that is good then. And we're one step ahead. Then the second step ahead is uh, to get you on, uh, get, get your voice on here. I I see I see Stefan that you know your scenery really looks like integrated for lockdown. I don't know. I get this gamer vibe. But I no. Just, <laughs> put everything no. down for <laughs> for, no. for streaming for online meetings and stuff. How has how has lockdown been for you? Uh, a little bit uh, struggling with uh, my motivation about school working. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a bit of it's a bit difficult. It's a bit difficult. Yeah. And uh, I I'm I am an uh, an uh, outdoors person. And because the night uh, night clock, I don't go uh, after nine p.m. at outside uh, yeah. to walk or like that. It's a little yeah. bit difficult for me to uh, the lockdown. It's a bit of yeah. bit of yeah yeah yeah. 
it's very good that you're um, able to just share that openly, you know, and mm -hmm. be like, you know, it's difficult for me because I am an outdoor person. And, mm -hmm. you know, is there anything that you do to like come up with ideas to kind of feel comfortable and get yourself through? How do you do that? Indeed. Um, when I wake up, I uh, meditate 10 minutes. Um, the Wim Hof method from Wim Hof. If you read his book, he has a lot of breathing techniques to do. Um, I walk 30 minutes uh, outside. I live by Gasperplas. Uh, uh, they have a real uh, big park over here that I walk 30 minutes. I do a little bit exercises. That's yeah. it, I think. And I'm read, I read a lot of books about mental health, but also uh, yeah. your physical health. Yes. Also physical, right. Yes. Well, it's quite an adjustment. It's quite an adjustment. Absolutely. Just uh, um, if you're an outdoor person and doing this is man. Uh, and then this week came the snow as well. You know what I mean? Indeed. <laughs> uh, it, it could definitely uh, be, be a challenge. Absolutely. Uh, well, we're here. Uh, I think that uh, Quentin is just going to reinstall. And once you get on, mm -hmm. I'll invite him back. Yes. Uh, we are really interested to know, um, yeah, what is what is Black Men Talk? Um, yeah, what, where, where did it start? And what does it mean, uh, you know, to be uh, a Black Men Talk? <laughs> uh, it started uh, last year, 2020, uh, July, the 1st of July. Yeah. Uh, I saw my brother, Denzel. He's one of the co-founders of Black Men Talk. He, uh, he was struggling with uh, his previous relationship with his ex-girlfriend and like you saw uh, said uh, earlier uh, black men they are uh, they found it difficult to speak uh, speak about their feelings and that's yeah. uh, that was also with him he didn't yeah. speak to me or my or parents or like uh, nobody he um, mm -hmm. and that's that's why I thought um, if he is struggling with his feelings to express his feelings. There are a lot of other black men uh, that mm -hmm. have the same struggle. And uh, yeah. that's why I uh, right. uh, said to him, um, maybe it is an idea to um, create a platform, a safe space for black men where they can uh, feel uh, safe and express their feelings with other uh, black men. And uh, yeah, Black Man Talk is a safe space for the black man in uh, the Netherlands. Um, we have, uh, every month we have a, a, an event. Um, now, because of lockdown, we have it online. But mm -hmm. um, after, yeah, that's, that's difficult because I love to see my brothers and embrace them physical, but because COVID, yeah. it's uh, it's uh, not allowed. But um, in on 15, uh, 25 of February, we have a um, event um, on location. This uh, that's the first one of two thousand twenty one. We can have a um, oh, wow. yes, a physical uh, event in no limit. Yeah. We have it. Yes, I love that. Yes. Love that. So when. When was the last time you were able to like really meet in a physical setting? In uh, October two thousand twenty, that was the last last uh, time. The last so, time. Social yeah. distance. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And how, how did you get involved in Black Men Talk? Like, what is your specific role uh, there? Um, yes, I don't know the English name, but uh, I'm the bookmaker. I'm the bookmaker. Um, and with my... Yes, accountant, bookmaker. Uh, with my fellow brothers from Black Men Talk, we organize different events. Uh, we brainstorm yeah. about uh, the different topics we have every month. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's it. I Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, what, that's what, my, what, yes. What does um, organizing such an event, like what do you have to think about? Because I do know you... You get special guests, um, guests on it, uh, mm -hmm. either a psychologist or psychiatrist, yeah. mm -hmm. um, to also come. But what are other things that you also uh, think about um, when hosting such a such an event? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. With COVID, we need to. Um, the permit is now ten people. I think. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, ten people. You need to consider that. Um, you need to we uh goodie bags we give our um uh, attendees goodie bags after the session um the speaker um promo um or budget for the events uh yeah that's what yeah that's all we need to consider every uh, planner event yeah i see well good good to have you back quentin i hope we can we can hear you now uh, for my no, no. Well, we still we still can't can't hear. No, you. can't hear him now. Oh man, <laughs> and, and, we, and we're so sure that he's saying all interesting things, but we just can't hear it. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about. Maybe it works if you like restart or something, and then um yeah. we we could hear you. Um, but I I do see that well, you can hear us. I'm hearing something. One thing. Yeah, and, well, and you can yeah. also. You can also um, tune in through your phone um, yeah. or through other devices. Yeah. You could also also get there um, if you hear. use that that I link. Think, I think I will try that. Uh, yeah. Oh I yeah, can hear. I can hear you now. You can hear me now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, good. So sorry, okay. it feels like I'm late that's to the okay. to the conversation. Um, <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Now. Also, one of the things today, I got my uh, tooth removed. So I was planning on doing it with a uh, with a mask, but I, I thought it would be impersonal, you know, to sit here with a with a mask. So I needed to choose, but I decided that we're black men talk, and um, I think uh, for us, it, the most important thing is for black men to be able to be vulnerable. And what is more vulnerable than me being here missing a tooth? So. I'm gonna be here and just talk to you like this. You you had it pulled out today? Yes. On a Sunday. Yeah. Really? Okay, yeah. that's new. That's new to me. I didn't even know that was like, you know, a Sunday mm -hmm. thing. But yes. <laughs> no, yeah, you but, can you can get again. it done. Yeah. Oh, I see. I, I do have yeah. to say I think it's one of the bravest, you know, to just be like, you know what, I'm just gonna go online and I don't care. Because you know, we yeah. women, we we would be so second guessing that moment, uh, no. seriously. No. But uh, but for you to come and be like, you know, let's do this. That is let's really a no. good and flexible behavior. Welcome. Yeah. 
Well, welcome, Quentin. We're curious to know uh, who you are and what your role is in Black Man Talk and Out. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having us. Um, my role is uh, basically the commissioner of, of everything. Um, although I have to say that uh, within the roles that we have right now, everybody kind of, uh, the roles are fluent. Um, of, of course, there's things that you uh, push forward to Stefland or Def or Denzel, but um, right now, you know, it's it's in this stage. Everybody's just helping one another. Um, um, so I wouldn't say that I have a special role. You know, that's different from from the rest. Um, I came um, to support Black Man Talk because uh, they started it uh, two months after uh, that I joined. Um, um, this whole COVID thing uh, brought uh, like a moment of awakening. Um, the whole uh, Black Lives Matters thing was happening in, in the US. And I've been studying um, the relationship between um, peoples, um, you know, the Europe and, uh, and, uh, and Africa, uh, Europe and uh, the Middle East, um, black people and white people, uh, the Indians. And when the whole Black Lives Matters thing started, um, I decided that I wanted to do, it felt like a moment to get something off the ground. Um, for the first time in, in history, you know, after, after like the, um, the civil unrest in the times of like Martin Luther King, um, there was this new, unrest and um so i had this whole thing in mind that i wanted to do something when and i came back and then i saw that my two brothers stefan and denzel were, were starting um you know uh, a foundation basically so we spoke about our different ideas where they wanted to go where i wanted to go um and then we decided to know like join each other and uh ever since we've been moving forward basically yeah. Yeah. And what, what do you think, uh, why do you think, you know, Black Men Talk or something like Black Men Talk is so important? Because uh, you mentioned, you know, civil unrest. Um, yeah. Why do you think it is so important for uh, Black men, you know, to be a part or to start with this, especially in this time? Why, why now? Why not earlier? Um... Why not earlier? I think it has to do with something. Um, it's, I think it's the moment. It's just the way that um, we've, like our generation, often we're like the second or the third generation in Europe. Um, we've grown um, into this uh, society also. We've been, we've been able to see the difference between the European uh, way of handling things like emotions and, you know, and uh, knowing how our parents raised the most of us or how our great grandparents raised our parents. And I think we've been able to see differences and things that might, uh, might have um, had an impact on us. Uh, some things in a good way and some things in a bad way. Um, and I think with the knowledge that we have right now, 
that we can use it. So, and uh, in a world where um, men are uh, are supposed to be strong always, if you show emotion as a man, they call it weak. What that has done is um, men didn't have a place to fend out their emotion. Um, somebody said something. They said anger, anger is pain that didn't have anywhere to go for too long. And I really believe that. I felt that that day. Because if you hold on pain for too long, it will become anger. And the deeper the pain, the bigger the anger. And so we can, we have a lot of things to say, you know, about um, uh, black men who go astray, who leave their families and all of that. But all of yeah. that comes from somewhere. And um, so we've decided to let's go back to the roots and let's see if we can help each other and help our brothers. How is yeah. this? How is this being received? Because yeah. um, uh, you guys have done, um, have already had uh, two, two or more events, uh, like physical and then also the virtual ones. How is it being received by the by the community, um, by the black community here? In, uh, in Amsterdam or in the Netherlands, Stefan. Uh, very good. Um, uh, because there, uh, there is a need of this uh particular um, uh, how do I say that in English um platforms where you can create awareness about mental health and also uh where the black man um can feel safe. Um, and we uh, we had a different uh, how I say that in English. I will speak in Dutch a bit. Um, no, yes, no problem. Okay. Um, no problem. I'll just I'll just translate it. No okay. It is heel goed ontvangen ook uh, in the in Amsterdam Zuidoost vooral, maar ook in omstreken. Um, en we hebben daardoor ook veel samenwerkingspartners um, door onze events, onze eerste events. Uh, ja, dus het is echt heel hard nodig om uh, zulke initiatieven hier te hebben, hier in Amsterdam Zuidoost, maar ook uh, in Nederland eigenlijk in feite. Mm -hmm. So basically what you're saying is that it was well received and uh, even people from around the city came in mm -hmm. and um, it also gave the possibility for you to join in with partners and Indeed. Build, yeah. build on, all right. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was just mm -hmm. wondering, like, if sorry, <laughs> but for what's for partners? Um, I think, uh, what can think partners have you looked at? Uh, the gemeente Amsterdam, bijvoorbeeld, um, a welzijn organisatie genaamd Swasum, die zijn heel actief in Amsterdam Zuidoost. Ja, dat zijn twee van onze grootste samenwerkingspartners in feite. Ja. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So basically, the municipality and um, and other organizations that came on board to mm -hmm. uh, set this thing up. Yes. Um, 
before we're really going to talk about the end, because that really has to do with, you know, our black men and, mm-hmm. you know, the fatherhood uh, within our uh, within our societies, because, um, you know, we're we're all black and we seem to be even though that we can be culturally, um, um, let me just say we can be culturally uh, distinctive. I call it distinctive because uh, an Afro Surinamese has a lot uh, of the same with an African coming from Ghana, but then there are also some, you know, uh, differences, you know, so it makes it, it makes within the black communities quite distinctive groups that culturally uh, associate, you know, themselves uh, differently. But uh, I see it as we're all one, basically. And um, there are also a lot of different like reputations, stigmas that really come along. So that really um, it seems to overlap a lot of times. So before we really go into that, uh, when it comes to Black Men Talk and somebody comes in and comes and join one of your talks or whatever, what are some of the topics that you often uh, talk about? Is it random? Is it, you know, uh, based on what's happening on society? Is it now that you are focusing on mental health? Like what is really a centralized way of, uh, of, of, being, uh, of being a part of this once somebody comes in. Good. Oh, well, um, um, it depends. Uh, it depends on, um, sometimes we'll have, uh, you know, a uh, subject that's um, currently uh, ongoing in the media or whatever. Um, but a lot of times we'll come up with um, a kind of like a set um, of, of, of a topic that we think um you know uh guys would love to talk about you know um um things like uh fatherhood uh you know uh, so they have the 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 room to talk about their own experiences you know um uh, black love or um um the black female you know how is the relationship how do we feel the black female is there things that we can uh um, share with each other and you know what we can learn from each other so it um the the aim is basically to start off with um getting information to the people who sign up you know there's a lot of information about black people you know the way we've done things the the way uh, the good things the bad things the thing that we can Im- improve on and we're trying to concentrate on getting information and build like a basis for in- information for everybody who joins the group um, or the sessions. And we're trying to progress to a, you know, a, a, a moment where um, you can um, kind of like um, bring information to people, you know, and just see what the information does does to them because a lot of time we will talk about things where most of the guys don't know it because it's in the history okay. but they've never learned got it on you know uh, during their school years or, or whatsoever so it, it it's yeah. it's broad it's very broad yeah okay i can see that so it's um it could be anything it could be um, how black men are regarded these times. It could yes. be fatherhood, which we'll also yes. talk about uh, in a bit. Um, let's take a short break and uh, listen to a, a tune. 
and then we will be back with uh, the fellas of Black Men Talk. And Black Men Talk is uh, there. It's an Amsterdam-based uh, collective uh, and platform where Black men uh, surely and definitely come together to have that talk that is well needed uh, within them. And uh, as today, we're going to talk about, you know, uh, Black men in general, and also, you know, the roles that come to play, such as fatherhood and how these, um, well, how, how are Black men, uh, also Donnie, uh, really feel about how society is driving that definition uh, in our world that we're living in uh, today. Uh, let's just quickly, uh, you know, listen to a, a good old song someone that you or just a song that uh, brings some good vibe very well needed in these times and then we'll be right back to uh, to talk some more about uh, our topic we'll be ah. right back now another one what else huh? yeah it's a beautiful brand new day my sending a cup of whatsapp we read ego very reply tuesday May that so think we might mean we did that be the taste of grace. I see me so bulona men no more better than any ace of space. Me she wanna go for create some space, cause it gets some weight. Bug I'm a way in jakes. I'm a movie says you can't say more than a yak, I'm a monte. Say a song and be a little beer to men and by a trim main cake. We'll go on pay via near canada and the yako that not didn't change. Everybody, give glory. Yes, no, when I'm your mini nanny. But I want me, see your baby. It's the art of pain. Judge, judge, judge. I give you praise, oh, bro, bro, bro. Judge, judge, judge. You deserve what it's going, bro, bro, bro. You know, I used to put the blame on God. Now me mammy tongue force, but still I me pray tongue for. I feel me when you me ya mammy no for try comport. Cause madam for now we that be. Ne mammy ne never pa will be and I will turn jots. We are dear my yet chain and pot. Make I be the J more she go up and so. Vampany ne four so can send me. So when you pad said it be a horn and so yes I mean they are buying it when you went to that's a doom sort by and I'm a kaya. Inflation grass on my boss. In the end, they say me that can name nothing but because you could read. Yeah, I let me to tell my mom for my body. Everybody, give glory. Yes, no, when I'm your mini nanny. I don't want me. See your baby. Yeah. It's the order, baby. Judge, judge, judge. I give you praise, oh, bro, bro, bro. Judge, judge, judge. Tell me you could never fear. You deserve what they tell me, bro, bro, bro. Charlie, boom, go to get a compi, boom. If you're not BB, what I would say when you're Mrs. Sour, what brab boom. A brandy is to cook and I will look back a waka was I tomb. Forgetting the panado, you've been a woman, yeah, yeah, you're in the world doom. I'm not saying that you're the cold womb, but you're in the womb, cause you're the papa, they are sad.
rock star. Jo, jo, jo. I give you praise, oh, bro, bro, bro. The battle is still the Lord. Jo, jo, jo. All right, some inspiration for you with the Sakodia with the none other than the uh, Kwame Eugene. Listen, I just noticed something random. I noticed I didn't move my clothing rack <laughs> from this view. So before you even see it, let's just uh, go on and uh, uh, re-invite back the fellas of Black Man Talk to uh, have more of the conversation on, uh, on Black men uh, talk uh, as we have them and talk about the role of, um, of uh, what's it called, a masculinity and uh, Black men in general. A shout out to uh, Stephen Stones, who really touches upon, you know, uh, Valentine's Day. He comes right on through. He says, Valentine's Day has nothing to do with Africans. Uh, with Africans, Valentine's Day is a Greco-Roman culture. You're probably on point with the facts. I agree. I don't really celebrate Valentine's Day, but hey, good to have you on here. And uh, really with that good conscience, uh, it seems like you really know uh, a lot about history. Join us on this conversation while we talk about Black men here on Africa Unfocused. Uh, of course, people are tuning in from our usual platforms. That is uh, www.highradionl.com. Uh, tune in and all our partnering uh, streaming platforms. If you're on socials, uh, don't uh, forget to spread the word. Sharing is caring. And it's totally free uh, on, on Africa on Focus on YouTube. You can find us there. Uh, also on Facebook on the High Radio channel. You can also find us there. Uh, but, you know, Facebook doesn't want us to be great. So it's kind of dimming our light. <laughs> so uh, basically our sharing on Facebook, it's, uh, it's kind of limiting us because um, I think on some of our programs there had been some music uh, played where they registered and at some point they're like, okay, you know what? You better learn your lesson. So we're working on that anyway. Uh, welcome back, mm -hmm. man, <laughs> to have you uh, back on this talk about you know black men uh, in society, uh, having black men to talk and be an open about you know what um, you as black men really go through. Uh, one of the things that we really wanted to touch on is the role of fatherhood, uh, and of course also the role of uh, black men. Quinton, you just uh, you know shared it very good that you know in terms of the culture, you know it is expected that black men don't express themselves uh, emotionally uh, due to different reasons, and you also have the view of women, you know, versus uh, the black men. Uh, as of today, um, what do you think, um, you know, the, the image of black men in society now is? Uh, is it improving in terms of it being less negative or do you feel like so, there are still some moves to be made? Uh, what is your observations on that? So, yeah, that's a, that's a very good question. Um, <sighs> Um, okay, let me put it this way. I think we've come far, but I don't know if it's in the right direction. Um, okay. Yeah, um, if I'm honest. For us, I okay. believe that for us as Black men, we are, I don't know if people realize how good and how uh, long um, the powers at hand when it comes down to the white supremacy 
how the machine or the mechanics of that have worked and have been ingrained in how black men act the way uh, today. Um, what I want to say by that is, I think a lot of black men are afraid of being themselves, the strong, the, you know, the alpha male, because somewhere, somehow it got connected with being aggressive, being, you know, these, the hoodlums being uh, a criminal or whatsoever. Um, yeah. I believe that in society right now, the image that they portray of black men, if you, yeah. if you look at music, the movies, it is not what black men are. It is what you see on TV. It's like it's 10% of all of the black men. The 90% is nothing like what you see on TV. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say that we, yeah, we've, we've gained, you know, but I don't know if we've gained um, in, the, in the way that we want it, that we still want to gain. Mm. And what are, what is your view on this stuff, Land? Um, I agree with Quinton. Um, what he said about slavery. Um, there is some perceptions of black men that we are aggressive. Uh, we are uh, cheaters. Uh, we are absent in our uh, children's life. But there are a lot of. Mm -hmm black fathers that are absent and uh i think the media uh plays a big role in this portraying yeah. the black father as an uh, absent father uh yes right. i think so yeah right. uh, what do you think donnie i think i think that I think there are, there are a few things here, um, and I think it, it relates to the subject of, of masculinity uh, in its whole, whereby the, the, the overall Im image, and this is not, let's say, uh, confined or, uh, or assigned to a specific group of people or race, but the overall Im image of masculinity has been distorted over years um and now masculine is more related to i think the, the things that uh Quentin was talking about um that is it has to be aggressive or has to be um a, a, like let's say criminal related and all that that not necessary uh, and that is where the, the the distortion is um to my to my knowledge, but mm -hmm. in particular to the black community, I think it is worse, and that's basically due to the uh, the, the, the the slavery or the, the recent history that we have we've had um, in slavery, and also due to the the system that is uh, ruling now. I will say that masculinity. Right pertaining to the black community is different in Africa than it is in the Western world. And that's the, lo the, the logic uh, um, reason for that is that white supremacy or the, the powers 
it's different here than different in Africa. Right. Racism is different in Africa than it is uh, it, it is here. So yeah. I think that is my observation. Right. I'm not I'm not sure to what extent this may this may seem relatable to you uh, to you guys or to our listeners or our view, um, viewers. But yeah, this is how I honestly feel about 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 this. Exactly. Yes, exactly. We've come to a place where masculinity is often uh, spoken about in the same sentence next to the word toxic. Um, right. People, I think a lot of people see masculinity as being as something toxic. No, toxic is something toxic. Masculinity is something else. Masculinity is the part where men um, keep each other um, liable for uh, things that they're doing wrong. Masculinity is where men help each other to grow. Masculinity is where men um, show respect uh, and protect females uh, of whatever race. Masculinity is 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 where the man um, makes makes sure that he becomes the best in life so he can be the best for his offspring and his family. That's masculinity. And the rest of the things, you know, that's not masculinity. But I think, like we said, you know, the powers that be, they need, I don't know if they if they want it to be like this, but what you see now is that when people talk about toxic masculinity, they do not know what masculinity is. <laughs> You know, they they just don't know what masculinity is. So when you, if you are, if you're a man and you have a strong opinion, they call it toxic. <laughs> it isn't toxic. It is somebody with a strong opinion and who knows, who stands firmly in what he, in what he believes. So I think in, those things get distorted a lot. Mm -hmm. So right. that's where we are right now. In, in a similar sense, I think, uh, to be fair, that has also happened um, with the uh, with feminine uh, femininity. Feminism. Like, yeah. So I don't think we can. I don't think women even know what fem uh, being feminine is or what it should look like. I think it's it's as much distorted as masculinity is uh, for for men. So on that end, no. Is it not? Um, if if it's if 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 femininity is distorted, yeah, yes, yes, as much I, as masculinity. Yes, so. yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so, a lot of yeah. a lot of people think that feminine being feminine is, you know, being a Cardi B or uh, you know or. Uh, you know, Nicki Minaj, that that's being feminine. It has nothing to do with being mm -hmm. feminine at all, you know? But yes. yes. Right. Right. So if I hear you, you are well, it has to do with, you know, what we, uh, it has to do with our de definition. And Stefan, feel free if, uh, if if the Dutch, Satan and Dutch is uh, better, yes. feel free. Yeah. I will. Um, to chime in and uh, I'll just summarize it in English. Mm -hmm. No problem. <laughs> so, so let's, let me just, you know, come up with some examples of, of our society to kind of shake things up because um, Black men, obviously, we, I think that, you know, the influence from the Eurocentric, you know, is, is quite clear. 
uh, either that be within our Black men in U.S., from Afro-Caribbean, and even from, um, you know, straight up African, from uh, African countries, you know, you can see some um, defining line that you could just see at, come back everywhere. And then um, for those of us living in the diaspora, then of that, um, you know, focus on um, whether that be our, the men, uh, the position of men in a relationship, which is sometimes being absent, mm-hmm. that is pretty much one. And uh, another thing is also once that position is really powerful, then it's, it's within the setting of a non-Black, you know, often with a, with a Eurocentric other half, let me just put it that way. And, um, and then you also have that bit of, um, um, yeah, it's, I think the picture is, is a lot of time related to women and either the women being deserted or um, in some way the, the masculine type really gaining its independence and acquiring a particular wealth and then no longer aligning itself with Black and other Black women, or at least that's, you know, some of these... Um, images or things that we see that's, what, what, that would be portrayed that's what being portrayed yeah yeah uh what do you think of this is it just a portrayal or is it really something that's there you know because me for instance i do see some things that is that is there i i could sometimes i do question like why is it that within a particular scene some men become successful and you know they just they don't find a place to kind of support another black woman, you know. Um, then you look at some of these cases that women present, either that be media or non-media. Then it, it it's it's somehow something negative. And if there is a positive twist, then the black woman doesn't feel part of it. Is is how how do you feel about this? Like both both of you. About the black man uh, choosing the black woman. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, my perception is uh, that um, I think uh, it's based on the media and uh, also slavery. And slavery, we had a, a, the, the light skin and the dark skin. The light skin uh, worked at, in the house and the dark skin works on the field. Um, but yeah. I see it my uh, um, I see it also in my friend by my friends that uh, a lot of them if they are successful they choose uh, um, um, I, I say that a non-black woman before the black woman. Um, and my opinion yeah. is uh, I'm uh, I came from a black woman, and the black woman knows me yeah. better than a non-black woman. Uh, that's my opinion. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. What about you, Quentin? Uh, I don't know if you can hear me still. Something my image got froze. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can. Um, for for a big part, um, it's perception. Because um, I think it's still over 60% of the black man dates a black female. Um, right. Just okay. I think you you ask one of one of the questions you ask is why does it seem like when black men uh, acquire wealth they 
it seems like they decide yeah. to go for a non-black female. And I think it comes down to mm-hmm. what it we've grown up in families of with black females. For us, whether we want to see it or not, the black female has become uh, synonymous with struggle. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that it lays, uh, uh, how do we say, het op de loer. But we don't, we tend to, okay. to, to look past it. We don't see that some things are, um, I always try to say it like this, we as black people, we have a common crossroad. All of us, we, we may be from different black countries, but we have one thing that connects all of us, and that's something that happened to all of us. Mm-hmm. And that one thing, it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a wound that we have with each other. And yeah. it's like with every wound. If you don't address the wound, it gets a, a big sore. A big sore becomes a big tumor. So in a way, if I can mm-hmm. g- get straight to the point, I think what we're seeing is the the big tumors growing inside of us. So when a black man acquires wealth, so he gets into the, you know, the side that was not available for us for a long time. He, he some of them feel like they're they escaped the tumor right now. You know, they right. they ditch the tumor, so the, for them, there's no reason to come back and get you know and give back yeah. to their people because they've escaped them like for them it's the biggest accomplishment that they've made and also i don't think that a lot of yeah black men and black females understand the powers of how deep black you know the whole white supremacy and the way they portray black females and black males i don't think a lot of us understand what it does with our we we think that we that we choose for uh, spouses that that are uh, non-black because we want to, but I don't. I think it's because of the trauma. But we don't, we don't take the time to see that. Yeah, <clears throat> to see it as that, right? <clears throat> so let's talk about the the role of fathers. Um, maybe it's a bit of a personal question, but did 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 all of us actually have uh, fathers involved in us growing up? Yes, I did. Uh, my father, yes, from birth. For, yes, my fa- my parents are now 25 years together. I think more. I, uh, and they live together. We live with each other in one house. And um, maybe um, emotional, he was absent a little bit because he didn't learn to uh, show okay. affection to me. But he was, uh, he was uh, right. present. He was present. It was present, right? And now I'm learning uh, okay. him to show emotions. Uh, it's a little bit difficult for him okay. when I give him give him a hug. Yeah, I, I he, can imagine. <laughs> he uh, he's he's a little bit uh, it's a little bit awkward for him when I give him a hug. But right. he learns. He learns <laughs> it. He learns it. <laughs> right, right. I see. I see. What about you, Quentin? Just out of curiosity. Yes, um, of course. Um, with me, it was, it was slightly different. Um, I was born in Suriname, and I think I was six when I saw my dad for the first time. I remember my mom saying, like, yo, get, uh, go, go take a shower. Your dad is coming. And it was the best day of my life. Um, 
um, I saw him. He was like, yo, you know, I'm living in Holland right now. Do you want to come and live with me in Holland? And uh, so I came to live here with him, um, you know, and the rest of my family. And it's crazy, but I think uh, like a half year ago, I had a good conversation with him where he told me the reason why he left my mom was because I... The day I got born, he decided that now nah, he needs to do he needs to do something with his life. He wants to give something to his son, so he decided to leave his whole family to come to a country he doesn't know where he didn't have anyone to build something up and get me. And so he he kind of sacrificed his life for me. So yeah, we're still together. Um, he's been in my life, and the same thing with Stefan, you know. He's like this man, man. You know, he doesn't do emotions and stuff. But he's, oh, sometimes he'll text me like, yo, you know I love you, right? I'm like, yeah. You know, like, what's up? You you ill? What, what happened? No, so, uh, yeah, he's there. That's cool. That's cool. So there is, there is like, a bit of balance of, of that emotional, that black man talk, you know, <laughs> that you were really uh, looking for. I love that. I love that, that, you know, at this age you're like doing something uh about that how how is it how is it at your end i know don you've told me but <laughs> people would probably would like to know um yeah sort of i've always had a father figure i'm i'm, I'm blessed in a sense um in in that way uh, not only by my biology father but i mean and that's the that's with the african uh, community or african upbringing if it's not your father, it's your uncle who will give you the beatings when you need that. It's, it's not only your father who can discipline or who can uh, give that structure in the house. It's every man or every masculine man older than you. Because it could be your uncle, it could be your big brother, whom you would have to refer to as a father once you're, when your father is yeah. not there. So, yeah, and I was brought up. In, in that environment that surrounding so I've always had a father figure and always have a mother figure although I've not lived with my biological mom and dad for a long time yeah. but I've yeah. never had the uh, yeah like that, that void I've never experienced yeah. that luckily yeah right I, I think that's really refreshing to hear that out of the three <laughs> people that we have here you know there was a father figure there in my case it wasn't you know, it's, um, it's, yeah, it just wasn't, uh, it's basically come to a point where, you know, um, I, I always, I know that it is healthy to have, you know, uh, a, a good solid relationship in that area. So I am really um, taking the time to figure out how that really works. So I'm actually taking the step of, you know, um, uh, approaching and calling, visiting, you know, all of that, that comes along with, mm-hmm. um, yeah, actually repairing sort of that, you know, a father role. So I think it's really refreshing to hear this because um, one would think that, you know, out of a lot of people talking, just say out of 10 people, that fathers wouldn't be around, maybe in six cases, you know. Um yeah. Hearing you guys, uh, hearing you guys speak, uh, what what would be some of the things or elements in the role of the black father that you know should should be there? 
and isn't there most of the time. That's a good question. Um, Is it like um, a talk? Is it, um, you know, weekly activities? Or is it, you know, those are some of the things that I think would help a lot of people because a lot of people think that, oh, if I just bring in money or bring in Mm -hmm. income, we're good, you know. But actually the showing of your face um, telling either your daughter or your son how to approach a significant other, you know, it is not like into that detail, I feel, with, you know, within our uh, Black cultures. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I, I, you go first. The... Okay. Um, I will base it on my own experience. Um, yeah. I think um, when I was young, I, I needed the validation of my uh, my father that when I do something that I did it good, but my father yeah. never said to me, yes, um, I'm proud of you or uh, you did it good. Yeah. I think the validation uh, towards your children is important for them. And the talk, right. the talk, talk with them, how they feeling uh, daily mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. Uh, financial uh, guidance a lot of our uh, black families are they also they every every time they say save 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 but learn your children to save yeah if then yes you can you can tell them to save 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 but learn them how to save that's that's important i think i like that <laughs> what do you think, Quentin? Um, yeah, I uh, I agree with Stefan a lot. Um, with everything he he said just just a second ago. Um, I think I would like to add to that to try and be emotional there for your children. I think right. that a lot of I think a lot of parents don't understand that it doesn't matter to us you know, what gifts they buy us, you know, on our birthdays or with Christmas. But I mean, it's the small things, you know, like having your, uh, like, a, how do you call that? Like a toenail stick at school, you know, and that, you know, all the white children's parents are there, you know, and your parents are not. And everybody's like, yo, where are your parents? And you're like, yeah, they're home. You know, you know, it's those small yeah. things because... Uh, and I, I I understand that because you know our parents needed to work like hard you know to establish themselves so they needed to so I think somewhere they um, sacrificed they needed to sacrifice something and I think yeah in them building their success and our success I think they sacrificed time and yeah. time is like the most expensive commodity so. <laughs> If I could give parents one thing, I would tell them, like, spend time with your children. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. And what about you? What do you say, Donnie, to that? Having, you know, always had some father figure around. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely them. Um, They didn't get to spend um, that much time with them. Um, But some, 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 
in this in a strange way it didn't well, i think um, it hasn't affected me that much and and i think i think emotional coming from from a father is is absorbed differently um than emotions coming from a mother or is taken and translated and accepted differently uh, right. by the child than emotions coming from the mother. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I think it's going to be a different conversation in to what extent that is, you know, that is being accepted or um, that information or that emotion is being um, absorbed. Um, but I, it's hard for me to say that the father figures in my life should have been more emotionally or more vulnerable. But I will say that they, they, being truthful, yes, being truthful with the information that you give and with situations is key, especially coming from the from from masculinity or coming from masculine because one a trait a feature of masculinity is old or providing structure or you know giving a, a straight line where the line may be curved or uh, um, where people see no no clear vision so you provide that vision and that vision right. if it's not provided in a, within a truthful light or shed um with with honesty it can it creates more distortion and more vagueness and all that so I would say fathers, or I would, I had hoped that my, the father figures that I had in my life were more truthful with me and were more honest in the guidance and in the information uh, they were giving me. And at least that's what, how I'm going to give that to, to, yeah, to my surroundings, to my kids, to stay more truthful and honest. Right. Right. I love that. Before we uh, before you round up, because I think that, you know, that really gave a good perspective on um, some of the things that we could work on, uh, you know, not to say that black men do a, a wrong job or anything, uh, but to really see, you know, where uh, some of the gaps are in terms of um, what is expected and uh, of course, what uh, what black men do. Um, first, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Kwame Anansi, who's saying great topic, um, definitely a good topic. We should definitely talk about that more, and also have Kwame Anansi on uh, on because I know he he likes to touch on topics like that as well. Um, shout out to uh, Seven Stones, who's saying the issue is we need to protect our women, like other nations doing. Um, yeah. I know that we. Yeah. we we do talk about masculinity. I see you, Quentin, saying something. What is your comment on that? <laughs> it's a perception. It's a perception that we have that we do not protect um, black women. Okay. Because the question arises, where does that feeling come from? And right. what does protecting the, the, the black women, what does that mean i mean that's a um you 
the thing is, is like I, I think that a lot of black people do not understand that that one crossroad that we have that links mm-hmm. all of us. Mm-hmm. It's ninety percent, maybe eighty percent of the problems we face. But the thing is, is that we focus yeah. on the problems that it that it that it brought up instead of going to the source. So okay. in this case, it could be you know we need to protect the black women more, but why the why why did it come to that level why do we mm. have the feeling that we're not protecting our females like the like right. the other nations are doing why do we have the feeling that our females are not supporting the men like other nations are doing so i think it's but that's that's my my stance in it right right i see i but, see i uh, go ahead no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I um, yeah, I think that's that's a topic on its own. Uh, I do, I do get where one's coming from. I think there is this. I haven't checked the statistic, but they say that relatively, um, the black uh, man is less likely to um to choose. Well, this is in the setting of who they choose to marry. Uh, less likely to choose to marry that same other black person. Um, we relatively do that less than other nations do. Um, that's the last thing I've heard. Uh, and I think that Seven Stones is basing that uh, on that. Um, there are different angles to this because we can look at it from the angle here. Let's just say the European, the Afro-European man, basically, we could you know, call it from that angle. We could also call it from different angles. But um, I think I get where Seven Stones is, is coming from. And even if it's feeling at the moment, I think the feeling is that, you know, the black man doesn't protect the black woman as much. Um, I, I could definitely co-sign on that and uh, agree agree to that where um, I would really like to feel different about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, also a comment from Akweku Abwaje who say, this is one funny thing with black men fathers. They love their family and would sacrifice for them. But by default, they do not like showing emotions. That is also one, uh, one, one, one good thing. The showing emotions part is, is yeah. And I think it's also um, like, for example, when a man um, loses their, let's just say their significant others, you know, it is really taught that a man should, uh, he will probably cry. But when it comes down to facing the family, announcing the news and going throughout the whole process of, you know, going through a whole ceremony of seeing that significant other, you know, uh, leaving, they're just mm-hmm. tough. You know, they don't cry. Just, you know, and that is also one, one that we always see. Absolutely. Um, also a shout out to one from Kweku who also even sent me a WhatsApp who's saying, that one funny thing with black men, fathers, is they love their family and would sacrifice for them uh, by default. Oh, that's the same, the same Kweku anyway. Uh, thank you, Kweku, for that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Seven Stones is definitely in it. He says, most black men choose white women if they get successful. It's mental slavery, uh, illness. Look at the chessboard, the chessboard on Hollywood. Mostly they all marry white women. I think the same goes in athletics. Um, mm-hmm. successful footballers here, you know what I mean? They need to show you that so that the okay. upcoming um, the upcoming generation thinks 
because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the statistics in in America, it's like sixty to seventy percent of the black men date black females, but it's that's not what you will see in America on the TV right. or in Hollywood. But it is, but it is there. So right. I, 60, 60 well, isn't that relatively years. low? Right. No. Eight to nineteen from the Europeans and Asians. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But the thing is also, again, I'm gonna come. There's this one thing that we do not look at. We had a. You know what the Stockholm syndrome is? Yeah, no. where you abuse yeah. the bitch and then you go back to your abuse. <laughs> yes. The Europe, the the Asians didn't have that with the Europeans. Uh, we do. So there is. I'm. I like. I keep coming back to it. That this is one thing that it harmed us. But I don't know if we want to see it because in our mind we believe that if we look at it, um, the the thing that we've been saying right now is that black men tend not to show emotions. But I think it it it. Uh, you can uh, pull that cover over all black people. We okay. have a feeling that we need to be strong. We cannot go internal and face the things that hurt us. Right. Um, and we tend to, you know, that's why we have these problems. Because all of the most of the problems that we face, they come from somewhere. The broken families, it comes from somewhere. The fact that black females don't feel protected, it comes from somewhere. The fact that black men don't feel um, uh, supported by black females comes from somewhere. All of these things, they come from somewhere. The fact that we, from 60 to 70%, date black females and others are 80 or 90%, it comes from somewhere. And that somewhere is the same thing. So I think that's also what we're trying to do with Black Man Talk, to get all of the black men to the same crossroad and face it for once in their life. Just face it and let's move from that, that point. But you won't be able to move from that point if you do not face it. So mm. that's my stance on it. Right. Right. Well, also shout out to uh, Mensa Gary who says most black women take white men <laughs> if they are. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, well, interesting uh, experience. And then also Seven Stones, who says, uh, uh, you can feel that on the street. I grew up here in Berlin. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, Berlin is also like quite, uh, I think it's even worse than here. In the, I've lived in, in Berlin the, for a year. Is so it? So I know. Yeah, I know. Right. It's, it's is, is it bad? <laughs> the thing. The thing is, is that Germany didn't have a a history of a black society as Holland has. And so the black voice, the black voice in Berlin is super small. Um, For instance, that's one thing in Berlin that rubbed me the wrong way every time I heard it. And that's the word they, they, they call each other digger. Digger is basically Deutsche nigger. So people would call each other that like the whole time. And I would be like, yo, why are you guys calling each other digger? And they're like, yeah, like, and I told them like, that's because you don't have enough black people to slap the F out of all of (laughs) y'all. There aren't too many, right? Like, no, like, so, (laughs) like, I've I've faced racism. No, discrimination. Let me call it discrimination. I've faced 
discrimination in in Berlin on a level mm -hmm. I've never had that in Holland. I've never had a, a right. cashier treat me like crap, you know, like never. Mm -hmm. But in Berlin, so I do understand where it's coming from. But right. Germany is a different, different, different story. <laughs> you know? Right. Got it. Got it. Well, I think I think guys, we should uh, definitely have you back uh, again to also talk about, you know, um, I don't know if I should call it the racial uh, divide, but then again, it's, you know, black men and versus versus the black women, you know, thing. Um, but I also like the perspective that you all gave on on fatherhood, uh, as well as the role that you had in your personal life. Um, almost rounding up, what would be your, um, yeah, your advice to uh, Black men in general uh, as it relates to talking, just expression? You know, what would be your advice? Uh, would you advise them to um, get in touch with you or, you know, join in some monthly talk or, you know, spend more time with their kids? Uh, what would be your last words? Uh, I think uh, come join our uh, sessions uh, every month we have that but also uh, check what what is your love language your uh, partner uh, you have you, you have different love languages uh, mm -hmm. found out found I will speak now in Dutch um, yeah verschillende liefde liefdestalen so come there ook achter van Ja, bijvoorbeeld, um, sommige mensen houden ervan om aangeraakt te worden. Sommige mensen houden ervan om um, cadeautjes te krijgen. Uh, mm. Ik denk als een zwarte vrouw en als jij een zwarte uh, man hebt als partner, kijk ook van uh, wat is jouw zwarte man zijn love language. Want mm. wij zwarte mannen hebben ook veel liefde nodig. We houden ook, zoals ik, ik hou gewoon van knuffelen, uh, zoenen. Yeah. Daar hou yeah. ik ook gewoon van. Dus ik denk gewoon... Kom naar onze sessies. Um, doe ook veel, veel aan zelfliefde. Zoals het mediteren. Maar ook gewoon yeah. wandelen. En alles gewoon. Zodat je gewoon heelt. Maar ook ga gewoon naar een psychiater. Of een psycholoog. Of een therapeut. Yeah. Want het is beter dat je gewoon heelt. Van al je trauma's die je hebt gehad. In je jeugd. Maar yeah. ook in het heden. Dat is het belangrijkste. Ja. Yeah. Love that. So basically what he's saying is. Um, you know you can, you can contact them. And join them of course. Uh, while they get into different aspects, such as uh, meditation, how do you grow, how do you, um, you know, enjoy that which you uh, truly enjoy, sometimes even, even in being affectionate uh, or learning that about yourself and so much more. So that is in summary what, uh, what Steph Lund is, uh, is saying. Uh, what about yourself, Quentin? Um, I'm 100% with, uh, with Steph Lund on that. Um... I think uh, the talking part goes both ways. Um, mm -hmm. I think as a man, um, to try and ask for the support of your significant other when it when you need it. Yeah. If you have a feeling that you know, try and express also that that there might be things that you need as a man. Mm -hmm. You know, if you need, you know, just ask her. I think we we don't understand that the power of words of trying to speak something or ask for something the things that we want you know if mm. you want somebody who listens to you 
because you want to tell something, just ask the person, like, you know, that's something that I talk to me more often or ask me more often about deeper things. Right. I cannot start about these things on my own, but if you would ask them, it would give me the space to talk about them and it would really help me. Right. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Very and on much. that, thank you. On that note, any shout outs? Uh, shout out to y'all. Come on. <laughs> shout out to you too. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was great. Great, great that you yeah. guys had us. Yeah. yeah. Also want, want to thank you for uh for coming on. Uh we tried, you know, we tried to keep it in the hour, but it's such an interesting topic that um we kind of uh went over time. So uh, again, we will definitely be extending an invitation um uh, somewhere in the coming months again to talk some more about this because it's good to get the perspective of actual men uh, involved and in, in, in opposing to men being talked about, you know, but to really have them on the table and, and talk some more uh, about that. I absolutely love it. Thanks guys again. And we'll definitely keep yes, in touch. And enjoy the rest of your Sunday and uh, we will be checking in with you soon. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. You. Always welcome. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end of Africa on Focus. And uh, this <laughs> this was quite of a, you know, men's edition, which I felt was really much needed, uh, especially, you know, to talk about, you know, some of the things in our soci society and our environment that are really uh, much needed. What do you think, Donnie? Was this up to um, what you wanted this convo to be? Or do you need a part two? We need a part two, definitely. Uh, we, <laughs> there's there's so many things you can like you have to dive into, and and yeah. mind you, this is only from the from the man's side, or we try to stick yeah. to the man point of view and perspective. So you yeah. also have the black woman's perspective, which is also a, an entire different. Uh, let's say, yeah. Um, outlook and and stuff but yeah very interesting and like Quentin yeah. said we we have to get to to the source of it we literally have to face it in order to heal from it and yeah i love the idea of the black mantle i think they're doing yeah. an amazing job the event next event is 25th of february right. uh so uh that's that's going to be in, in, in real life, I mean, if it's a physical event, probably somewhere right. in Amsterdam, Southeast. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. Amazing, amazing, uh, amazing yeah. discussion. I love the amazing conversation. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. Well, before we round up, I uh, I also have to, you know, give a shout out to uh, Seven Stones, who was really interactively uh, joining the conversation. Kweku uh, Abwaji, who was also uh, taking... Uh, part in the conversation. I think this is a well-needed talk that needs to come back because this is the kind of thought that I would like to uh, to pick up from, you know, from our men. <laughs> I think that's uh, really important. Also, shout out to men's uh, Gary who also uh, tunes in. Make sure that you check out his show that comes on every Friday, which is Y Zone, short of Youth Zone, and that really talks to upcoming uh, artists, uh, Black artists here uh, in Europe, and uh, and some new music and some good vibes. You should really check that out. Um, High Radio comes on full display with a variety of shows. So make sure that you keep an eye on our social media 
and of course our app high radio app that you can download if you have android plus you can also find us on uh, www.highradionl.com uh, a very uh, big shout out to uh, first on um, one of the companies that is also involved in making african focus possible is a uh, by austin which focuses on uh, branding communications um, business development, especially on international markets. Uh, you want to focus on international markets. Diaspora uh, markets is definitely one that you should look up to, uh, up for. Uh, more information is on www.buyaustin.com. Another one also that deals with web hosting, graphics, and so forth is uh, Be Artist. And um, Be Artist is a um yeah an international you know with, with internet you don't need to be based from one location actually uh you're all over as long as you're all over and you can make things happen you're good the artist if you are looking for website your complete website and graphic design solution uh the you can find them there it's black owned indian owned there's one uh a company that is at your service if you want the domain the email the services and everything done, definitely look them up for good pricing. You can get your website up and running. Very well needed in these times. Ah, well, Donnie, we have uh, some interesting topics our coming weeks. We've run way over time. But next week, we will have our special guest, Palgrave Wachadankwa, who is going to talk about his experience with COVID-19. Mm -hmm. This is going to be interesting. So make sure that you look out for that uh amsterdam time from 7 p.m will be here for a two hour long where we uh do some music we also talk about what's going on in africa and then we will be taking on our very special guest um we're rounding up stay safe stay healthy do you have any last comments or shout out donnie um enjoy valentine <laughs> if, if it's a thing yeah but... the valentine yeah man I'll just stick with my earrings and celebrate them with my earrings. That's what I do. It sounded really sad. I know. It sounded really good. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I get it. <laughs> um, make sure that you check out uh, Africa Unfocus on YouTube. <laughs> Um, and also the recap of the show comes on uh, the streaming platforms uh, coming Sunday. We'll actually have a recap with our convo that we did uh, with Joe Wackel that talks about mental health in, in Ghana. So you should definitely look out for that on all your streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music and all of that so that you can uh, tune in. We're rounding off with Adina with our record uh, Why. Follow me on social media, uh, Miss Abba. Uh, this is Miss Abba on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube as well. Uh, my latest single even uh, uh, came out, which I should actually be rounding up with. What am, who am I kidding? Come on. I should round up with my single. Listen, I should, I should <laughs> share it with the whole world. I'm like, how can I not rep, rep my, my uh, record and just be rounding off like that? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you so much all for, for being, uh, connecting with us and, um, you know, really inter uh, engaging with us. Um, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will be catching you next week. And in the meantime, let's uh, finish with my record called uh, Everything. Let's do this.
Africa. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Africa on Focus. We air live every Sunday on High Radio from 7 p.m. Amsterdam time. Join the Africa on Focus platform on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Africa on Focus or visit www.africaonfocus.com. And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss Abba. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle.